Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. Hey listeners, just a heads up. If you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, you might want to put this episode off until a later date. Please, if you need help, contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or Trans Lifeline at 877-565-8860. This episode features adult situations, adult language, discussions and depictions of violence, discussion but not depiction of animal violence, discussions of gore, medical abuse, familial abuse, suicidal thoughts, and loud noises. We don't have to be weird about this. Friends sleep together. Who's being weird? We're adults. We had fun. It's all cool. It's not just cool. It's freezing. Uh-huh. If you're worried about freezing, you come back under the blanket. <laughs> so you can warm me up. Yeah, so I can warm you up. This is so I don't lose any toes. Don't worry. I texted Andy. He's sending help as soon as the sun's up. Andy sending help? Should we be on the lookout for Balto? Snowplow. I made a point to confirm it was a snowplow. What are you doing down there, babe? There's a seatbelt buckle digging into my butt. I'm not trying to start something. <gasps> Did you just call me babe? I thought you were trying to start something. We're not in Montana to fool around. We, we, we are colleagues, and we should focus on being colleagues. And colleagues don't have pet names, like babe. Don't call me babe. You should, you should call me associate or partner. No, not, not partner like partner, but partner like partner. You know. Too confusing. Why don't you call me by your name and I'll call you by mine. How is that less confusing, Brenda? Bia? You're being very silly, associate. 
You can relax, Casely. I don't know what this is, and you don't either, but it's definitely not a case. We don't need an answer now. You like stargazing? Right there? That's the North Star. And down there, Little Dipper and Big Dipper. Above them, right there, that's Draco, a Libra. Ooh, and that's Vega, shining bright. And there's Virgo. You gonna ask me my sign? I thought we were a bit beyond that. Nah, I don't believe in signs, unless they're dollar signs. <laughs> it's just another way of trying to organize all this. We've all got the same stars, but not the same constellations. Orion's not up there right now, but he was my favorite. The great hunter who always caught his prey. You've probably heard of him. Um, well, I went to elementary school, so yes. Baba Bentley loved to tell me about the stars, and he taught me about Orion's belt. Now, in Egyptian astronomy, that's Osiris. You know a story? I overheard the name. And didn't the Goo Goo Dolls have a song about him? He'd give up forever to touch me. Sorry, I tried. Everything's so Eurocentric here. <laughs> okay, so Osiris is king, and he's like a great king. There's order in the land, you know, everybody loves him. I mean, like, loves him, loves him, except for his brother, Set. And Set is the worst, like, 100% the worst. And he wants to murder his brother because he wants to be king. So he makes this like fancy murder box and tricks Osiris to go in the box. When he gets in there, bam, chopped up like into tiny bits. But Osiris's wife, Isis, who's a badass bee, she's like, no, you can try to chop him up, but I'm gonna put him back together. And then he's going to be resurrected and he's gonna become the king of the dead which he probably still is the king of the dead. Unclear, we're humans, we're mere mortals, we don't know. The point is, Osiris comes out on top. His kid, on the other hand, just inherited hell. He's now got to, like, defeat his uncle, you know, like, suck him in the jaw, restore the kingdom, etc. And does he? Sometimes. It's a very old story. It adapts to the teller. Baba said the point is that even gods mess up. They're jealous and violent, but they love. They're fallible. Their stories are our stories. I found it comforting. <sighs> Something's left unfinished here. I don't think we can leave Montana yet. Me neither. And after Montana, and that'll be Andy. Oh crap. Where are my pants?
Gates! He came right out of nowhere. Tried to kill us! Okay, I hear you. Outrageous! Did either of you happen to get the plate number? Or a description of the vehicle? It was Clyde Hamill! Hold up. Hold up. We don't definitively know it was Clyde. Last night, someone tried to run us off the road, and the vehicle came from Hamill Hills right after we spoke to Mr. Hamill. Are you certain you saw a drive out of Hamill Hills? We know it came from Hamill Hills. Did you see a driver? No. Was there any damage to your vehicle? <sighs> yes, but Brenda did it. I was helping. Look, I realize there's not a lot of evidence, evidence here. The car never touched us, but you saw the weather last night. A car tailgating us with high beams right after we talked to murder suspects is pretty fishy. Do you mean Clyde and Trudy? They are suspected of tampering with medication, possibly abuse, possibly fraud. But to be absolutely clear, there is no evidence tying them to homicides or manslaughter. What about the electrical grid? And you two having any contact with them or announcing unsubstantiated accusations will only muddy the very good investigative work you have already done. Somebody tried to kill us. I am not okay with that. I'm not okay with it either. I can offer you police protection until you leave town. That won't be necessary. He's right. There's nothing here. We'll get out of your hair. Stay safe, all right? And stay away from the Hamels until the law can catch up. We want to do this right. I don't want anyone else getting hurt. Flight 176 to Burbank has been delayed. Sorry, sorry, pilot coming through. Fell asleep in the Brookstone. Oh. Dana, are you okay? When Klein said you didn't want to see me, I, I didn't know if it was you or him. You'd be okay with me never wanting to see you again? Uh, I mean, if it was your call, yes. Thanks. Listen, where are you? Uh, airport. Brenda had some work for me in L.A., but I haven't boarded yet. Do you need anything? No, no, no. Go to L.A. Listen, Dana, your medication um, is all Clyder. sugar pills. <laughs> you go. They're never going to lay off me as long as Arden is in town. And I know you think you're helping, but as long as you're crowding me, you're calling, or sending Brenda and Bea by the house, I'll never get an opening to sneak out to see my psychiatrist. Listen, Dana, your medication is I not... I shouldn't have thrown it out. The pharmacy is closed for the holiday, but if I play up what a good daughter I am for Easter dinner, I can get back car privileges and get a refill Monday. I swear I will. So there's no point worrying about it until then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no point. Um. Look. I never wanted to make things worse. No, you didn't. And thank you, Rosalind, for believing me. It's made all the difference in the world. You listened, and that's all I needed. Yeah, see you around, yeah? Yeah. Well, see you around. Hey, you're alive. Allegedly. What happened? Did you crash the car? No, no, we're fine. Had to sleep in it overnight, though. Oh, is that so? <laughs> Did you two have to keep each other warm? What? Oh, no. Seriously? You could have frozen to death. Sharing body heat's the most effective way There to may have been some professional proximity, but it wasn't that dire. Believe me, I sleep in my car a lot. Stakeouts, road trips. That time I saw a mouse in my apartment. <sighs> Point is, we didn't die. Great. 
Wow. Look, I've been packing up the studio and Via, I think you'll want to review those binders. I can't make heads or tails of your filing system. It's emotionally intuitive. Sorry, Pam. I can't help today. Clyde tried to kill us and I can't rest until I prove it. Did you report it to the police? See, it's about the principle of the thing. You reported it, they'll find it. We don't have time for another crazy case. And this, my good man, is where the magic happens. When you said that, I wasn't expecting a rundown radio station, but this is cool. Charlie? Brenda. Why, Brenda? Do you two have some sordid history that might not fit within the regular parameters of Arden, but is still a tale worth telling? Brenda handled a case for me way back when I was in grad school, ages ago. Are you not in school anymore? Feels like only four months ago. Oh, you flatter me. We're obviously the same age since Waydate has a strict 35-year-old minimum I would never try to work around. Andy, is there any chance that you brought your Waydate here to help pack? Oh, no, I've hired people for that. Oh, you mean us, don't you? I'll take this down to the truck myself then. What a surprise. No job too small for Arden. When is season two coming out? It is pending a criminal investigation, but we got something recorded, so who knows? <laughs> Classic Arden. Classic Arden? Jesus! You mean mystery, comedy, and heartbreak? Oh, hello, Lorena. What are you doing here? And we are not a comedy. The strangest thing. I packed up my stuff from our your apartment, and I realized where I wanted to go next was here, of all places. To me? To Elsinore. Can we speak privately? Yeah. Um, into the booth. Oh, I hope those two crazy kids work it out. Yeah. It seems like something is weighing on your mind. Are you going to miss the ducks, too? They have ducks in Los Angeles. I'll introduce you. I just... It's not my business what they talk about, but Bia is my friend, and I'm worried about her. As her friend. Now, can you hold that thought? I'm getting a call from Set. What Set? Did I not mention the Grunty McMurtry show is filming its fourth season right now here in Montana? You would not believe the tax breaks we're getting on it. Andy Wayface here. Do you like filming on an authentic, desolate ranch? It's too authentic, but you're a method actor. Do you think he'd take me to the set? I'm dying to meet Kenneth Branagh. What are you doing, Charlie? Don't scam Andy. He genuinely wants love. And I very sincerely want to be a billionaire's trophy husband. I'd be so good at it. I'm charming. I mind my own business. I could learn to be fancy. You know, I can sing opera. La donna e mobile. I thought you wanted to be an engineer. I could do both. Like Hedy Lamar. You hear her episode of remembering forgotten memories? Forget it. Oh. I thought there was a weird vibe. Are you jealous of Lorena? You still got a crush on Bia? I read they were engaged. I'm sorry. Just Unless, did you have sex in a car last night? How do you, how do you know that? What are you, some kind of sex detective? <laughs> Doubtful. No. Would that make a good show? 
Don't pitch me your spinoff. Don't take out your messy relationship drama on my budding romance. Andy and I have been on four-way dates, and all we've done is take hay rides. Mind your own business. Fine. Can I ask you something? Mostly women, but I do dig Andy's whole handsome hermit vibe. I was going to ask. Did you ever see Gabriel and Isabel's super weird dynamic? Do you think if they ever actually hooked up, they would uh, get bored of each other? Immediately. It was all about the chase there, not anything real. Oh, can you cover for me, pal? Yes, I know you know I just graduated, but my profile says I'm 37 and my name is Claudio. Hi, Andy. Sorry about that. Sis had to handle America's biggest doctor-lawyer procedural. Charlie here's 26. Hacked the app because he only wants you for your money. I thought you were cool, Brenda. I am, unless you might hurt one of my friends. Oh, love is so very complicated. Brenda, you're lucky to be perpetually single. Thanks. Brenda. Oh! A word? Uh, sure. The booth? (laughs) No. I see through the glass Bia's crying in there. Hallway? How've you been? Bia told me what happened last night. Cool. I wanted to let you know, in whatever capacity we might run into each other again, you won't ever need to give me that nervous look that you're giving me right now. Breathe. I don't think anything awful about you. I was afraid you'd steal her away from me, but now I see she she never truly agreed to be mine, and... And who could possibly resist Bea Casely's undeniable sexual energy? I, I wouldn't call it undeniable. <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, it was silly to hope she'd arrive at my doorstep begging for me back. She's not that type of woman. She's too willful, like the indomitable Catherine Hepburn. It wasn't in her nature to settle down. She belonged only to herself. And Hepburn was happier that way? I think she was. But then again, I want to think that. Oh, I can give you quotes and dates and photographs to support my theories, but in truth, history is even more unknown than the future. The past is only a story we tell. Episode 142, Catherine Hepburn, Love Affairs, colon, Starcrossed. If you want to listen, it's one of my favorites. If you're not here to repropose to Bia, what brought you to Montana? That is the other thing. I came to visit my, um, my good friend, Teresa. Hollandaise? High stakes negotiator. Too many people are in this studio. Listeners? Oh my god, stop acting like you're wearing a wire. Less fidgeting and don't narrate. As I was saying. We're here at Lucky Brew Garage, the more divey dive bar in town. You may not recall this bar from earlier in the season because we never got a usable recording due to vulgarity or blatant libel. To be fair, we got pretty vulgar back at them. It's the favorite watering hole of many Hamill Hills ranchers. If someone here knows who drove after us, I'll get it out of them. I'm good at getting people to talk. I literally interview people professionally. Hey there, little ladies. The boys and I, well, we hate to see two pretty gals like you drinking alone. We'd love to. Excuse my friend if she doesn't talk much. She's shy. Hello? Dana, I wanted to check in, see how you were holding up. 
Hey, now hold up. Don't shut the door in my face. Your mom doesn't know I'm here. Well, that means you're trespassing. I'm having a friendly visit with a neighbor. Can I come in? Without a warrant? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Sheriff. Go ahead. Tell my mom I'm being a good little girl and playing my guitar all day. No need for you to get involved. Unless the cows sent a noise complaint. <laughs> Happy Easter. Uh, wait, I may need your help. Did you see Casely and Bentley come by yesterday? Yeah, no idea what they wanted. Did you see a car drive after them? Can't say. There's always a few stragglers leaving the ranch. So if a car left right after them, it could have been anyone? I guess. Hey, it could help to take a look at the time cards in the office. That's a great idea, thank you. Care to show me the way? I am not allowed to leave on my own. Even with a police escort? Even with. I'm busy. Was there anything else? No. Nothing else. Have a great Easter. We're in Brenda's car because mine is broken. We just had quite a few rounds with Dice, Brawley, and Shiloh. And they had a lot to say about their boss. They're not fans. No, they're not! The word pussy was thrown around quite liberally. We don't know who tried to kill us, but it probably wasn't Clyde. One, like me, Clyde drives a small, fuel-efficient car. He'd be just as ill-equipped, just as ill-equipped, just as ill-equipped, just as ill-equipped to handle the roads. You okay, buddy? You know those Jack and Cokes I was bringing you were only soda. Yes, and I'm now hopped up on five Cokes. I could fight God. Easy to say now. He doesn't get back until tomorrow. That's how Easter works, right? It's like a three-day blind spot. Easter is not Jesus's The Purge. I didn't get your cozy Christian upbringing. Get on with your dumb fake radio show. It's our fake radio show. Point two. Clyde doesn't have the stomach for direct violence. They told a super sad story about a cow that got trapped in a fence. It was in pain and... And somebody needed to... Brenda, that poor cow. Dana had to put it down. Clyde couldn't. But that still means he could have had a worker go after us for him. Like, specifically, there are a few workers they named that might do that kind of thing for him for any reason. Which is great for us, because if we can find them, we can get them to flip. Don't use cop lingo you learned from TV. I can and I will. I'm getting into character. If there's anything I learned from you, it's that detective work is 90% showmanship. Tell the fans what we're going to do about Clyde. Well, fans, we're going to stake out Hamill Hills because while we're not supposed to go onto the property, nothing is stopping us from getting the plate numbers of everyone driving into or off the ranch. But first, we're getting, Lord help me, more caffeine. It was a cold night on the docks. The sea smelled like salt and trouble. What docks? Oh, okay. It's it's the Santa Monica Pier, and I'm bored out of my gourd tailing this guy. <laughs> he keeps getting onto the Ferris wheel. The least interesting ride to watch from the ground. At least you're back in your element. Should you be chatting right now? Eh, makes me look inconspicuous. Any news? Fia and Brenda had sex. <laughs> Wow, the second I left, huh? Well, what a powerful asexual energy I must have. Yeah, you don't know your own strength. 
Wow. So are B and B together now? I have no idea. I asked Bia, and she pretended she didn't know what I was talking about, which made it obvious that she did. <laughs> oh, just one more day, and then it's not your problem. Mm, my new problem is finding some sort of ending for whatever this season was. If anyone can make order out of chaos. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think the guy I'm watching is using the seagulls here to send coded messages. That's why he needs the Ferris wheel. Well, if I'm lucky, I can find out where they're keeping Faustina before the tide comes in. Bye. <sighs> Patience. Stakeouts aren't as glamorous as they look on Veronica Mars. You know what this reminds me of? The Julie Capsum crash site. God, it was cold that night. But I was determined to stay on the scene until Julie was found. When she wasn't, I decided I just had to outlast every reporter and cop who had shown up to the scene. And I did. All but one who kept stomping around and investigating the car and staring at the sky for some goddamn reason. By the time that insufferable stubborn cop finally left, I was too tired to drive home to my cozy bed. So I slept in my car. And again, cold. Have you been holding that against me for 11 years? No. Last night you told I me- I thought we were politely not talking about last night. Last night you told me I made you better. That's ridiculous. You've always been the most determined person I've ever known. I can't tell you how many times I've dug my heels in on a story thinking, Bentley wouldn't give up on this yet. Bentley wouldn't take the easy way out. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And you're blaming me for nearly freezing to death in a car. Twice. Twice now you've made me do that. Well, next season we'll go somewhere warm like Miami. Picture it. Arden Vice. Where the beaches are hot and the cases are cold. You want to do another season? If it's somewhere nice and toasty, sure. I've always wanted an excuse to bust perps wearing sunglasses, pink shirts, and Italian suit jackets. You know, no one's stopping you from doing that now. Well, laundry costs. You do not want to pay to get manure out of white suit pants. I'm glad you want to come back. Uh, well, can't exactly run off at the end of every season. I'm not a one-trick pony. You know that imagery is hateful? Ponies know so much more than one trick. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, son. Oh, did we fall asleep in the car again? We kept our pants on this time. <laughs> Good morning, sir. You ladies ought to clear out of here. You're not a cop. You can't make us move. You're with that queer podcast. You better clear out. I don't think the true crime podcast is queer just because we are. I mean, I wouldn't call Ken Burns' The Vietnam War a straight documentary. Uh, maybe I would, actually. You work on this fine ranch, sir? I sure do. Of course, it's sold now, since you lot came poking about. You think that's our fault? I am a huge supporter of local business. I bet you are. 
We're not some goddamn human interest piece to be turned into... What's that fucking annoying word I keep hearing? Content. For bored office workers who need something sad but detached to listen to on their commute. Boy, he really has our number, doesn't he? Yeah, you should get the fuck out of here before anyone else sees you. You were smart to switch to a truck. That Prius stuck out like a cold sore. Have a lovely Easter, sir. So that was the guy. That was the guy. Yeah, can you grab a picture of his plate? Got it. We can't actually get him on anything, can we? Nope. But maybe Sheriff Wonder can. Forgive me if I'm not holding out hope. Have faith, Casely. Sometimes the good guys win in the end. What was it Jesus said when he did his whole force ghost thing? Was it Hakuna Matata? Was that even Latin? Oh, oh, now you're just trying to get me to correct you. You were right about Elsinore, Andy. It is beautiful and best viewed by Hayride. Even if it's April and the grass in this cart is still fully alive. I couldn't think of anything more romantic than a spring hayride. You're right, and I love it. It's like a mobile picnic. Oh, Charlie. If you hack the algorithm, why does this feel so natural? I'm a really good listener. It just makes me worry that I shouldn't let an ab decide who I marry at all. Don't worry about that. Let's just ride off into the sunset together. I think we're getting company. Tally-ho! Yes, it is me, your former paramour and eternal rival, Alexandria Red Dutton, riding up on my trusty steed, Belladonna. I'm here to crash your date and gloat. But why, Red? Arden is leaving town for good. You've given up. Hammer Hill's ranch is ours. But to interrupt a date, I have to wonder, are you jealous? Do you regret abandoning me with Beer Casely's parents, Harold and Connie Casely? No. I don't even care that you're on a mobile picnic, the most romantic thing imaginable. No. I am here to see this guy. Me? I don't know you. I just said I was red, and this horse is Belladonna. I represent the Fords and Bras Corporation, and we are willing to pay you to break Mr. Wayface's heart. Now this isn't sporting at all. This seems like blatant corporate sabotage. All's fair in love and war. What kind of man do you think I am? Do you think love is transactional? Obviously. <laughs> Everything is transactional. Okay, great. Just reading the room. Eighty grand. I am willing to pay you double to not break my heart. And I would never want to hurt you, you dear sweet man. Read a counteroffer? I will throw in the horse. I will throw in the cart. Guys, I just want to say real quick. This is the best date I have ever been on. All I'm saying is that if Sheriff Wonder happens to give that guy a few parking tickets, it's not a police harassment campaign or whatever you called it. That's exactly what it is. That's the textbook definition of police harassment campaign. We're just joshing cop to cop. Shit, is that Dana walking along the road? Wait, what's she carrying under her arm? I think it's a ham for Easter. She's gonna cook a whole ham in her trailer. They make ready-made hams. Oh my god, are you okay? Sure. Just <laughs> out for a walk. Get in the dang car before somebody sees us with you. <laughs> Happy to see you too. 
Well, we're back. We found the culprit and learned a valuable lesson about what police harassment campaign actually means. And we helped a woman in need. Congratulations. You took just long enough to avoid having to help us move. God, this room looks so empty. So, uh, that's it? We're done? Yeah, that's a wrap. Now we go back to LA to put all this together. Cool. Casely, you seem surprisingly dour. Come on, kid, we won, right? Yeah, but doesn't it feel unfinished to you? I mean, we got them a few things, but y you know, I, I feel like I'd say. like to be here when they slap the cuffs on too. But we've done what we can. We found a conspiracy, uncovered some corporate corruption in the heart of small town America. Dana'll get our justice. And once they prove her conservatorship was unlawful, the ranch will be hers. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Red and I had a contretemps fraught with a burbling tension that promises to wax and wane with every twist of the knife. I offered to buy the ranch back and she laughed in my face. My God, her laugh. Anyway, it seems that they already have a buyer. Dana will never own that ranch. It's done. It's gone. Maybe we should stay and fight this. What else can we do? What we can do is go back to L.A. and tell Dana's story, and people will listen. We got him. And Andy, you told me if we throw enough zany schemes and money at a problem, it fixes itself. So we're going back to L.A., we're going to make the hell out of season two, and we're going to save that ranch. Huzzah! Well, then I guess we're done here. Smells great. Gosh, Dana, I can't wait to dig in. Wait. Let's say Grace. Oh, of course. It is Easter. That's a wonderful idea. Bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts, which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord, we pray. And put your protection over those who have passed. Dad and Paul, I know you're here with us now. I love you. Amen. Amen. A very lovely prayer, honey. <laughs> you know, my mother has a family recipe for yams I just love, but this looks good, too. <laughs> It is good to be here with you. I used to do this with Paul. Easter dinner. He would make a hell of a spread even after Olivia left and it was just us. Paul was always more religious than us, so it meant a lot to him to have family there. To Paul. Uh, uh to, to Paul. Paul. So, listen... I want to ask you something. I want to move to Denver. To move in with Olivia. And since you're my legal guardian, Mom, I have to ask. I know, I hear what you're thinking already, but I'm, I'm done with a ranch. You're right. I, I don't know why I ever thought it was worth fighting for. Congratulations! What wonderful news. You two make such a great couple. You're moving and... in with Olivia? 
I'm happy, of course, but isn't that a little sudden? I mean, when did you two get back together? Oh. She's still with her boyfriend. I'm moving in with both of them. Crashing on their couch. Yeah. I'm going to leave in the morning and drive down there. I, I just talked to her on the phone, and she didn't so much as mention that she wanted you to... <laughs> I just want to know, are you sure that she wants you? To- I'm sure she wants me there, Mom. You know, but go ahead. Call her if you don't believe me. All right, but... Look, these past few months, pretty much since Rosalind showed up, I haven't really felt like me. I'm foggy. Like I was before I started my meds. Dr. Yates gives me the same bad advice over and over. It's just, it's just never going to be enough. It's me. Something's wrong with me. And it always has been. And pills and therapy can't change someone who's broken. Oh, I don't know about that. Freudian psychoanalysis. No, it's bullshit. Olivia got a fresh start, and I think that's what I need. I need to go. You'd really be happy without us? I don't know. I can't know until I've tried. You guys have been taking care of me for so long, and yeah, I just, I feel like I'm helpless without you. You don't want that. You don't want me helpless. (laughs) You should try the ham with the honey mustard sauce. It's really fantastic. Sweetheart. Yeah? Mom? We can talk about it tomorrow. Oh, the honey mustard sauce is tremendous. This is Bia Casely, Wayface Radio. Bia, Olivia Breckenridge. You're still in Montana? Yeah, but we're on our way to the airport. Wait, where are you driving? I'm on my way back there. I think... I think Dana is going to do something. I spoke with her and she was... I think she's going to do something drastic. Text from Rosalind. She's freaking out. She sent a video link. I don't have the data to be watching movie pictures on my phone. How do you not have the data? I have to keep my eyes on the rope. Please, someone tell me what is happening. Show me, show me. Shit. Uh, uh, Olivia, you're right. Dana's doing a live stream on her Waytube channel. It's inside her house. I can't hear anything but Clyde and Trudy look... Oh my god. Pamela, we have to turn around. On it. Oh. Oh. What? What? Huh? Who? Hey, Truce. Truce, where'd you go? Oh my god. Dana? <laughs> you zip tied us to the chairs? Oh. I didn't want you running away. You... Drugged the ham? No. I drugged the honey mustard sauce. Drugged the ham? (laughs) Maybe you're not criminal masterminds after all. Huh. Well, thank you for the giant pile of sedatives, by the way. All right. This episode of The Dana Show is very exciting, but untie us now. Dana, we gave you those sedatives to help you rest. You obviously chose not to take them, so this isn't about that. What is this about, Dana? Um, 
I, I mean, big bullet point, you murdered my dad. <sighs> Dana, move on. For once in your life, move on. I, I'm sure that losing Paul brought up a lot of negative feelings, but this isn't a healthy yes, way to- Yes, yes, let's talk about Paul. What was he doing here that night? On your land? <laughs> what, you think we killed Paul? Who drowned? Oh, God. Now, this is ridiculous. Look, look, whatever you're going Confess. through. Confess. Here. Now. On the video. Think about this. We're drugged. We're scared. You can't use this. If anyone sees that video, they're not going to arrest us. Oh, smart. You've been cozying up to the sheriff. You fuck Wonder too, or do you keep it in the family? Don't you dare speak to me like you are that. A I am your mother. Whore. Do you have any idea how hard it was to stay faithful to your father? Every day he got further and further away from the man I married, but I stayed for you. You stayed for the money. The ranch doesn't turn a profit, it's worthless. You think I don't know what Fortinbras bought it for? Fifteen million? You know, is that what a husband goes for these days? A brother? I wanted to help Dan. Like you wanted to help me? Yes, I wanted us to be family. Can't you see that? Your help, uncle, is empty bullshit. Just like those goddamn sugar pills you gave me. If your medication isn't working, we could talk to a new Oh, my medication is working just fine. I got my prescription refilled weeks ago from a pharmacist you didn't pay off. Yeah, I've been pretending. All the while, I'm taking my pills. I gave that sugar crap to the cops by way of Arden. Yeah. Yeah. I got you good, didn't I? So you want us to confess to switching the pills, sue us for the ranch, and get out of your conservatorship? Honey, it's not going to work. Tying us up only proves you're unstable. I disagree. Okay. Maybe the propane tanks I have set to blow up my trailer might make me seem unstable. You, uh, uh, Dana. You're bluffing. Now that I have your attention, I'd like to circle back to you murdering my father. What happened to your father was an accident. You need to make yourself see that. You know what's funny, Mom? I know Clyde did it. Dude, it's so obvious on your face. Yeah, it's clear as day in those eyes for anyone who knows you. But what I couldn't figure out was why you couldn't see it, Mom. There's nothing to- You see everything I do wrong. You're the only one who always sees the worst. I am trying to tell you something important. You will get your turn. As I was saying, it didn't make sense. And I couldn't figure out if you knew or not. Until Arden helped me see it and they uncovered an interesting little tidbit about the bin's power turning off and then on again that night. Yeah, it's weird, right? Just suddenly things started clicking into place. How could Clyde get Dad into the bin? Why would Dad let his guard down near an auger? But if you did it together, if you were there and you distracted him, or you pushed him, or... Yeah, it just, it just wasn't an accident, and I know it. So stop lying, stop keeping fucking secrets. For fuck's sake, put down the knife. He was dead when we got there. Uh, Clyde? What are no, you- No, she needs to hear it. 
We need to say it. <laughs> Who cares? It's not even a usable confession. If you bullshit me. You're not going to kill us. You don't have to. Of course to- she'd kill us. She said she would, didn't she? I believe in you, Dana. We both do, but there are some things you need to accept so you'll be able to finally let them go. You are a hamel, a broken, wretched thing. Hard as this stupid, cold land. Dana, look at me. You hate me. You were probably born hating me in that spiteful little brain of yours because (laughs) God knows your father was. But I get it. I understand. All of us, all of us are born this way. I'm sorry, but it's true. And Dan was the worst of us. A coward, a loudmouth, a drunk. (laughs) I didn't push him into the auger. Drink pushed him into the auger. There was no fight, no tricks. He did it to himself, and I'm glad he did. I just found him. That's all. You fucking left him there. Your dad was drunk. He fell into the auger. How many times do we have to explain this to you? Was he dead when you found him? Or drunk when you found him, Mom? I didn't mean... I could forgive you if you tried to save him. If he wasn't alone... Yeah, I, I tried to save him. But the bastard wouldn't have it. Leg torn up, bleeding out into the grain, and still, still, he wouldn't take his brother's hand. He was still alive? When you found him, he was... Blood so much blood, he could hardly speak. I, I told him I loved him. <laughs> he spat on me. Can you imagine? He spat. So... If Clyde was inside with Dad, that means... Mom? You flipped the switch? You? Dana, he wasn't who you thought he was. He was never who you thought. No. But he was my dad. Well, there. You feel whole again now that you have your answers? You can start writing fun songs. Is that what you wanted, right? (gasps) Dana, don't! I am so fucking sick of you thinking you know what I am thinking. You have no fucking idea what I am thinking. Vanley, slow down. What? How long has this been up? I'm on the way. Do not go to the house. Do you fucking hear me, Bentley? She's dangerous. No civilians. Tell me you're not... Shit. It's Wonder. I need every car we can at the Hamill Ranch ASAP. Okay. Okay. All right. Dana. Oh, it's too late, Mom. It's not too late. You haven't killed anybody yet. You can call an ambulance. Save his life, Dana. Save his life and save yourself. You can take all of this back. You won't be a murderer. We we won't press charges. We won't contact you again. You you can be free. I can never be free. You saw to that. 
No, you don't want to be free. You want to die on this ranch, but I'm not going to let you. I'll, I'll, I'll confess anything you want, but do not throw away your life. Just, just stop pouring the gas, okay? Say what you did. I killed your father. I covered it up. I ruined your life. I, I pushed you too hard. I coddled you too much. It's, it's always been me. If you're broken, then I broke you. Now call an ambulance. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> as insincere as it was. Somewhat nice to have it out there. Not enough, though. You have to know at this point, there's only one way up for me. Only one ending. Oh boy, we both fucked up too big for anything else. Dana, please! Please, baby, please, just just don't. <sighs> okay. Why shouldn't I? Because, because you can't. This isn't the thing. You think this will be the thing, but it's not. For as long as you live, whether that's 30 seconds or 100 years, you're going to have to be the person who killed someone to get something you thought you wanted. And I guess you'd know a lot about that. Yes. I killed Dan. I killed your dad, and I'm so sorry. I hear his voice. Every single night. I'm glad he's dead. I'm not glad I killed him. It looks like it turned out pretty well for you. Yes, it did. And it sickens me. And it's going to sicken you every day. You are not strong enough to do oh, it. Oh, come on. Huh. <laughs> You had your man, your land, your precious little girl under your thumb. You can't feel bad while keeping the spoils. Did you enjoy it, hearing his screams? God, you're a monster. And your father wasn't? It doesn't matter. I had a fantasy of how this might end. I would set it all on fire, and then I would go up to the bluff and watch the orange glow of the fire mixed with the rising sun and wait for somebody to find me and tell me I hadn't done it. That it wasn't that bad, that it was all a dream. But that's the funny thing, isn't it? I haven't done anything yet. But we both know it's already happened. This is an old story, older than either of us. Revenge and betrayal and hurt and families gone sour. And it only ever ends one way. But this time, you haven't done it yet. You still have a choice. Sure. But I'm still the girl who stabbed her uncle over a ranch. I can't stop it. We're strapped to the back of an arrow, Mom. We don't get a choice in where we land. Maybe we don't, but you do. Make the other choice, Dana. Run away, live. I'm sorry. 
can't watch this from that bluff, sweetie. It's too late. You'll never make it. Watch it burn from here. Damn it, Bentley. I told you not to come. I'm here to help. What's the plan? Well, you know, the usual. There's a usual. No, I have to do a hostage negotiation using my high school debate skills. It's a bad situation. When do you have the video up? Has she heard us? No. That's good. Sheriff Wonder, I have Olivia Breckenridge on the line. Maybe she can Just do something. Just put me on a loudspeaker. Something. Something's really wrong. I don't. I can hear sirens in the distance when I take off my headphones, but I can't make them out in the video. I think it's it's on a delay. Everyone, move back. Hey, you all stay back. Wonder. Jake, Jake, you can't what's go in happening? there. What's happening? Tell me what's happening. Andy, you have a spare handkerchief on you? Doesn't. Why? For the smoke. Wonder! Hold up! No! Brenda! 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 Don't, Brenda, don't you fucking dare go in that house! Brenda! Ow! Let go of me! Do not follow her into a burning building, Via. Here you go. Brenda! Brenda, get out of there! You can't! Via, Via, look at me. It's okay. They'll be out in a minute. Everything is going to be okay, I promise. Keep, keep looking at me. Just stay here. It's going to be okay. Keep looking at me. Arden is brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people. Arden Season 2, Episode 11, Angels, Ministers of Grace, etc., was written by Sarah Golub and directed by Emily Vanderwerf. Our recording engineer was Ernesto Hurtado, and the episode was recorded remotely throughout Los Angeles. It was edited by Christopher Dole and sound designed by Chad Ellis. Our composer is Christopher Hatfield. Arden Stars Michelle Agresti Tracy Syed Libby Woodbridge Shannon Estabrook Charlita Gaston Benjamin Watts Mia Drake Sersha O'Sullivan Our guest stars this week are Zach Grenier Rebecca Metz Mike Bash Jennifer Liao Nelinda Palomino Daniel Mills Arden was created and executive produced by Emily Vanderwerf, Christopher Dole, and Sarah Golub. Our co-executive producers are Chad Ellis, Libby Hill, and Ernesto Hurtado. Our logo is by Dylan Farr. Our social media manager is Eliza Wheeler. This series is produced in Los Angeles County on the ancestral lands of the Tongva, Tataviam, and Chumash. Our website is ardenpodcast.com, and you can also find us on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Now, if you like this show, and if you want to help us make more of it, even after all of that, there are so many ways you can do that. 
The quickest and easiest way is to toss us a few dollars on Patreon. You'll get access to early episodes, behind-the-scenes material, and episodic commentary. You can also, for a limited time only, still support us on Indiegogo, where we have a number of attractive perks available, including our soundtrack album. You can buy special Arden-related merchandise on TeePublic, including our wonderful Bea Casely's Undeniable Sexual Energy t-shirt. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you found it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. All of that helps us as well. But no matter what. God, I keep missing that. But no matter what, everything's fine, gentle listeners. Nothing to worry about. As always, our assistant to Ben Watts was Zach Grenier, who said, He spared on me! Join us next time for more adventures in Arden. Thank you, and good night. This week, and every week, we'd like to thank our executive producer donors, Amy Tate, Danny Bell, and DJ Sutherland, who are more than just good people. They're the best. This week, we'd like to thank our Indiegogo backers, Marnie Collibri, Marnie Warner, Martha M. Hauser, Mary Lou W. Ashford, Mask Escalator, okay, Matt Percy, Matt Chanowski, Matthew Hogg, Matthew Pollock, Matthew Reichbach, Max Thornton, Maximilian Kresge, Embregil One, Megan O'Keefe, Mikhail Kroger, Michael Anton, Michael Arms, Michael Green, Michael Hudson, and Michael New. Who knows there's truly nothing better than a spring hayride? Hmm. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or Trans Lifeline at 877-565-8860. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. Hand over the package and we'll let you go. You'll let me go. Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Look out! Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word. Don't mess with rust. Ever. Anyone who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it. The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.